This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Come on, give it up for the Denmans, everyone. What a great job. Great job. I want to start off with a verse this morning. Lots of verses. It's in Matthew 25, verse 14. It says again, heaven's kingdom, heaven's kingdom realm is like the wealthy man who went on a long journey and summoned all his trusted service servants and assigned his financial management over to them. Before he went on this journey, he entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants, to another a bag of 2,000 gold coins, and to the third a bag of 1,000 gold coins, each according to his ability to manage. The one entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded with the money with the money and he doubled his investment. In the same way, the one who was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded with the sum and likewise doubled his investment. But the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After much time had passed, the master returned and settled accounts with his servants. The one who was entrusted with 5,000 gold coins came and brought 10,000 saying, see, I have doubled your money. Commending his servant, the master replied, you have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trusted servant. Because you have been a faithful steward to manage a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, come celebrate with me. Then the one who had been entrusted with 2,000 gold coins came in and said, see my master, I have doubled what, what you have entrusted me, entrusted to me. Commending his servant, the master replied, you have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you were faithful to manage a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much, much more you will experience the light of your master who will say to you, come celebrate with me. Verse 24. Then the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins came to his master and said, look, sir, I know you are a hard man to please and you're a shrewd and ruthless businessman who grows riches on backs of others. I was afraid of you. So I went and hid your money and buried it in the ground but here it is, take it, it's yours. Angered by what he heard, the master said to him, you are untrustworthy and lazy servant. If you knew I was shrewd and ruthless businessman who, was always, who always makes a profit, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? Then I would have received it all back with interest when I returned. But because you were unfaithful, I will take 1,000 gold coins and give them to the one who has made 10,000. For the one has, I'm sorry, for the one who has will give 
given more until overflows in abundance. And the one with hardly anything, even what little he has will be taken from him. Let's pray this morning. Jesus, thank you, Father God, for your word. As we just gather around it, Lord Jesus, I pray that we would just be, that we just be enlightened, Lord Jesus, to truth this morning. I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would open up our eyes to truth this morning. As we spend these moments around your word, Lord, may you be glorified. May you be exalted, Lord Jesus. Father, may you anoint my tongue this morning just to speak your word. We just love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you give it up for the worship team this morning? Did an awesome, awesome job. So in this story that Jesus is telling, he is painting us a picture of this day that all of us will experience. And this is a day where all of us will stand before Jesus and we will give an account of what we did here on earth. God will, will stand before Jesus and he'll see what did we do with what he's entrusted us with. You see, God has a, a mission on this earth. God has a plan on this earth. And God has a task and a mission and a plan for all of our lives. He's created us to do a specific work in this life. And not only has God planned this out for us, but he has also entrusted us with skills, with talents, with gifts, with personalities, with brain power. Every single one of us is different. And every single one of us has these skills and these talents in life and these gifts in life. And God is now looking at our lives and he is seeing, are we going to be faithful with what he has entrusted us with? And all of us will stand before Jesus someday and he will see if we were faithful with what he's entrusted us with. The word entrust means to assign the responsibility for doing something. So not only has God planned our life out and God has given us a mission and given us a calling in our lives to do something, but God has equipped us with the skills to do it. And what God has entrusted us with and what God has placed in our lives, someday we will stand before Jesus and he will see, were we faithful with what God has given us? For example, this morning, let's say you're an accountant, all right? We have any accountants in, in the house? Yeah? Oh, two back there, all right. So God has made you an accountant. God has placed that on your life. He's given you a mission to be an accountant. Well, God has also given you the ability to think differently, to see things that no one else has ever seen. God has entrusted you with that ability. And the question is, is are you going to be faithful with what God has given you? 
My goal this morning is to make you see that what you do in life matters. What you do every single day matters to the kingdom of God. What you do matters for eternity. So I wanna talk to you today about three points that we have to remember about faithfulness. So number one is this. God wants you to be a part. God wants you to be a part. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says this. Even before we were born, God planned and advanced our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Even before we were born, God made us to be a part of what he wants to do on the earth. God has made you and created you to be a part of what God is doing in the earth. John 15, verse 16 says this, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen you and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my father for my sake, he will give it to you. God chose every single one of you. You are chosen by God, okay? I don't know if you've ever had a situation like this where you're playing a sport, or maybe it's, you can remember back in middle school or something like that where you're playing a sport and you get chose last, you know? Somebody picks you last, all right? If that's ever happened to you and you're still not over it, you've got a great counseling department, all right? <laughs> we can talk afterwards, all right? There's healing in the room. But I was playing basketball the other week, and um, a friend of mine invited me out to go to the Middletown YMCA, which was my first mistake, and, uh, and we were playing basketball, and you know, nobody knew me, you know, um, nobody knew that I was a superior athlete, so I got picked last, uh, all right, so I got picked last, and uh, it hurt a lot, and... Um, so it's never fun to be picked last. <laughs> but what this verse in John 15, verse 16 is saying is that, you know what? Jesus chose every single one of you to be on his team. Jesus chose every single one of you to be a part of what he wants to do on this earth. You are picked to be on Jesus's team. And here's what I, I wanna make clear this morning, all right, is that you don't have to be a preacher, a pastor, an evangelist, called into ministry, whatever, to be a part of what God wants to do on the earth, okay? It's a, I think it's a common misconception that, man, if I'm not up on stage, then I'm just, I'm never going to be a part of what God wants to do. I'm never going to be used by God. And so I have to be a pastor. I have to preach. I have to do all of this stuff in order to be a part and to be used by God. It's just not true. Do you know why a lot of church plants fail or churches fail? It's because the pastor gives up everything and moves away and gives up his job and, and starts this church. But the truth is, is that God never called him to be a pastor. God called him to do something else. God called him to work in the world, to work a job in the world. 
So you don't have to be up on stage to be used by God. God didn't call everyone to be a pastor. God didn't call everyone to be an evangelist. You never, you don't have to be up on this stage in order for God to use you. If you're a teacher, great. God has called you to be a part of what he wants to do on this earth. God needs teachers. He needs accountants. He needs people who work hard. He needs people who work in the world. 1 Corinthians 12, 21 through 25, it's talking about the body of Christ and how it has many, many parts. But verse 21, it says, it would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. In fact, the weaker, uh, the weaker are parts, the more vital and essential they are. The body parts we think are less honorable, we treat with greater respect. And the body parts that we need to need to be covered in public, we treat with, with properly and clothe them. But some of our body parts don't require as much attention. Instead, God has mingled the body parts together, giving great honor to the lesser members who lacked it. He has done this intentionally so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern so that there will be no division in the body. I need you to understand this morning that, that you don't have to be up on stage. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be an evangelist in order to be valuable in the kingdom of God. You don't need that. And I, I, I want us to understand that this morning because the moment that we get it is the moment that we wake up every single day with purpose. The moment that we understand that, hey, I don't, I don't need to be up, up, up here. I don't need to be preaching to people. I don't need to be, you know, uh, traveling the world or whatever. All I need to do is go to my job and know that God has placed me here for a reason, that God has entrusted me with gifts for a reason, and now I'm valuable to the kingdom of God. I'm a part of the kingdom of God. I need us to understand that today, every single one of us, no matter what we do, God has entrusted us with gifts, and he has asked us to be a part of the kingdom of God. He has asked us and chosen us to be a part of what he wants to do on the earth. So it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter if, if we work as a plumber. God has entrusted you to fix, fix pipes. <laughs> and God wants to use that to advance his kingdom. God wants to use it. So God has invited us to be a part of what he wants to do on the earth. Number two is this, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I'll admit I'm a bad driver sometimes and I swerve, you know? Sometimes. But then I go right back. What'd you say, all the time? Okay, all right. All the time. Verse five, it says this. Before he left on his journey, he entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants and to another, a bag of 10,000, I'm sorry, 
2,000 gold coins. And to the third, a bag of 1,000 gold coins, each according to his own ability. So we have different servants here who are entrusted with different things. And I believe in life that we can get into this comparing mode with other people. We begin to look at other people's lives and we begin to think lesser of our lives. Because one person got 5,000 coins and another person got 2,000 coins. And we begin to say in our lives, well, I'm tired of being in the 2,000 coin. I want to be the 5,000 coin. And so we begin to compare ourselves to other people in life and we begin to think lesser of the plan that God has for us. And we see Johnny over here writing this message. I, I thought, is, do we have a Johnny in the church? I don't, I don't know if we do. So I think we're clear. Johnny over here is making a lot of money at his job. He's making a lot, a lot of money, man. He just bought a new car. He put it in a new pool, took his family on a nice vacation. Man, Johnny is doing good. So we look at Johnny's life and we think, man, he's making a lot of money. He's doing real good. I want to take my family on vacation. I want to buy a new car. So what do we end up doing? We end up saying, you know what? I'm going to get a job like Johnny. I'm going to make more money. And so we end up making more money, and we get that job that Johnny has and everything like that. But then God's over here, and he's saying, listen, I never called you to be in that position. That previous position you were in, that's where I placed you. And I was always going to take care of your family. I was always going to bless you. I was always going to meet your needs. But I never called you to be in Johnny's lane. I never called you to be in Johnny's position. I never called you to have 5,000 coins. I didn't entrust you with that. You see, we all, have, we all have lanes in life, a specific lane that God wants us to stay in. But we get in this comparing mode and we think, why is this person recognized and I'm always overlooked? Why does this person get 5,000 gold coins and I want to get two? We begin to look at other people's lives. And what happens over time is, is slowly but surely, we begin to swerve. And when God intends us to be in this lane, we now swerve into someone else's lane. And now what we end up doing is we begin following the plan of God for someone else's life instead of the plan of God for our life. Because we compare. But God is asking us to stay in this lane right here. Stay in this lane. But we become unhappy with that. Because we want more. That's what happens when we begin to compare ourselves to other people. And here's what we need to realize. Verse 21, the master says this. To the first two servants, he says, you have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you have been a faithful steward to manage a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much, much more. He said this to the person with the 2,000 
coins and what the 5,000 coins. Meaning this, that it doesn't matter in life how much God has entrusted you with. What matters is, are you going to be faithful with what he entrusted you with? It doesn't matter if this person's always getting the credit or the spotlight. What matters is, am I going to stay in my lane? And when I stand before Jesus someday, I know that he's going to say, thank you. Well done. Because you stayed in your lane. Because you did exactly what I asked you to do. I never called you to be in Johnny's position. I never designed you to be in Johnny's position. In life, it doesn't matter what God has entrusted you with. It just matters is, all that matters is, are you going to be faithful with what he's entrusted you with? That's the end goal. And here's the thing is that we want more. We want more in life, but we're not faithful with what God has given us. We want more in life, but we're not faithful with what God has given us. You know, there's, there's so many times where I, I borrow my sister's camera, all right? And it's really nice, and, but if she let me borrow it, and then I broke it, and she entrusted me with taking care of this camera, why would she lend me the camera again? You know? God is saying this, that if you want more in life, I want you to be faithful with what I've given you. I want you to be faithful with what I've given you. We want a promotion in life. We want promotion in our job. We want to be used by God more and more. We have these big ambition in life. But we got to be faithful with the small things. Remember, I was talking to um, our youth about this. And then when I was in high school, it was always like, man, I want, I want to preach like in chapel and to all of, you know, all of our student body and everything like that, which, which is what I was doing. You know, I, I preached a lot and everything like that. But I remember my senior year, I didn't preach at all because I had to be faithful with who I shared a locker with because I could do all these great things, you know, be up on stage and everything like that. But I knew that I had to be faithful with who I shared a locker with to make sure that I love on them. So if we want to do more in life, we have to be faithful with the little things. For example, I want to share this example about a mom versus an evangelist. And we look at this evangelist and we think, man, he's doing a great job. Man, he's killing it. Man, he's traveling all over the world. He's preaching. He's sharing the good news. People are getting healed. People are getting saved. People are doing all of these things. And then you have this mom 
And all she's doing is she's just raising her three kids every single day. She wakes up, makes them breakfast, sends them off to school, loves on them, takes care of the house, raises these three kids. So we have two situations here. And when they get to heaven, God's gonna look at the evangelist and he's gonna say, listen, you were faithful with what I told you to do. You were faithful with what I told you to do. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. I entrusted you with these gifts to travel the world, to to preach, to do all these great things, and you were faithful with what I entrusted you to do. And then Jesus is going to look at this mom. I'm sure this mom is like, listen, I didn't do anything like that. I didn't travel the world. I didn't tell, you know, I didn't preach to stadiums. I didn't do anything like that. All I did was I just raised these three kids. And Jesus is going to look at her and say, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. And if we were to compare, we would say, man, the evangelist is greater. The evangelist is so much better. Like he's, he's doing some amazing, amazing things compared to this mom that's just raising three kids. But God has entrusted this mom to raise these three kids to love him. And because she raised these three kids and was faithful with, with what God has entrusted him with, with her with, she did exactly what God wanted her to do. It is all about finding our lane. It's all about what is God asking me to do? You notice that in this story, God is, or this master is talking to his servants. And there's something about a servant that just says, whatever you want, Lord, whatever you want. If it looks like Johnny's lane, then then fine. If it doesn't look anything like it, then fine. Lord, whatever you want, I'm going to stick to my lane. I'm going to stick to my lane because I know that if I'm faithful, if I'm, if I'm doing uh, everything that you've asked me to do and I'm faithful with what you've entrusted me with, then I know that you're going to use my life. No matter how it looks, no matter how fancy the evangelist may be, if the mom says, I'm just gonna raise these kids, I'm just gonna love on them, I'm just gonna show them who Jesus is, she's done exactly what God has asked her to do. That is what we need to do. We need to find our lane. Lastly is this. Faithfulness is all about multiplication. Faithfulness is all about multiplication. Verse six says this, the one entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded with the money And he doubled his investment. In the same way, the one who was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded with the sum and likewise doubled his investment. God is a God of multiplication. We've been talking a lot about this as a church that 2021 is all about multiplication, that we want to grow. We want to reach further than we've ever reached before because that's what God wants. God is a God of multiplication. Acts 2, 47 says this, he added to their numbers daily. God is a God about 
that is about multiplication. And so how do we know in life if we are being faithful with what God has given us? And the question is, are we multiplying? Meaning this, that our mission in life, what we do every single day is for the world and not for us. It's not about just holding on to it. All of us have gifts and talents and skills and all of these things that God has entrusted us with, but God is saying, are you going to be faithful and are you going to use what I've given you for the world? Are you going to use what I've given you for multiplication? Our mission is not for us, but it is for the world. But the truth is, is that we have to see his heart. We have to see God's heart. We have to connect with his heart. John 21, verse 15, says this. After they had breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me more than these? Peter answered, yes, Lord. You know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my lambs, Jesus said. Jesus repeated his question the second time. Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me? Peter answered, yes, my Lord. You know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. Then Jesus asked him again, Peter, son of John, do you have great affection for me? Peter was saddened by being asked the third time and said, my Lord, you know everything. You know that I burn with love for you. Jesus replied, then feed my lambs. Worship team, you can come on up this morning. In our lives, we have to connect with the heart of God. That's what Peter is doing here. Jesus is showing him the heart that Jesus, is, Jesus has. Jesus is all about multiplication. He's all about adding. And so what we have to do in our lives and, and when we have a faithfulness check in our lives is are we living for the plan of God? Are we connected to his heart? Because Peter knew in that moment that he, was, he had been given a mission that God entrusted him with. He knew the heart of God and he multiplied. He used what God had given him to multiply in this earth. So the question is, are we multiplying? Are we using what God has given us? And are we faithful with what God has entrusted us with to multiply, to use it for this world, to connect to the heart of God? Why don't you stand up this morning? I want us just to focus on this question just for a few moments. And I want us just to ask God, how do you want me to multiply? How do you wanna use 
what you've entrusted me with for the world. God knows. God has a great plan for your life. He has a great mission for your life. But how do I multiply, God? How do I use what you've entrusted me with to connect with your heart and to multiply? It's a question that we need to ask God. You know, we have this great opportunity next week, Heart for the House. I'm so excited for it. It's gonna be an awesome opportunity just to give with your family, with your spouse, whoever it is. It's an awesome opportunity and a first step to say, you know what, God, you've entrusted me with finances. And so I'm gonna be faithful with it. I'm gonna connect to your heart. Because this isn't the church asking for money. This is God saying, listen, I need you to be faithful with what I've entrusted you with. And when we're faithful with that, we begin to be more and more a part of what God wants to do at Elevate. Just like the dead men said. They said that it's about being a part. All of us in this room are a part and chosen by God to be faithful with what he has entrusted us with. And when we do that, the kingdom of God begins to spread. The kingdom of God begins to spread all over this world. So we have this amazing opportunity. You'll find an envelope and seat in front of you or you can see me and I'll get you one, but, but I want us just to be thinking this week, God, what do I need to do to be faithful? Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.